Love Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how is your weekend? Girl, I'm tired as hell. I ain't even gonna lie. Um, school kicking my ass, okay? Trying to maintain this 4.0 type situation, and it is crazy, okay? On top of working full time and taking care of my kids. But I'm pushing through, yeah. y'all. I'm pushing through. I, uh, but I'm tired, okay? <laughs> I'm tired. But <laughs> all in all, God is sustaining and making a way for me each and every day. So I, you know, I can't do nothing but be thankful. What about you? I'm sorry. When you said I'm tired, I heard a bitch is tired in my head. That's why I laughed. Girl. <laughs> girl. Yes. Yes. A bitch is tired. Oh, okay. Man, my week has been very eye-opening, but at the same time, I'm glad that I released a lot of shit that needed to be released this weekend, and a weight is lifted yeah. off my shoulders. Um, we can't pick the family. We can't choose our family, but um, we can definitely we can definitely part ways from them if they're not... Um, if they're not benefiting your peace of mind, my peace of mind will not be sacrificed yeah. for anyone no more. So um, it was it was a hell of a week, but I'm here and I'm ready. All right, all right, and that's all we can do. Hell, pick your own family mm-hmm. at this rate. So let your own family. You can do that. that part. Find your own tribe. <laughs> Shit. Exactly. So we gonna go ahead and jump right on into the episode. Um, I'm gonna hit y'all first with the Ayo Queen and Queen. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to hit y'all first with the A.O. Queen and King quote. Y'all already know they are sponsored by none other than Ventures. Um, I got two for y'all tonight. The first one says, growth and comfort do not coexist. Y'all got to understand, if you are comfortable, that means you are not growing. That means you are staying stagnant. In order to feel, when you start feeling uncomfortable, that means change is happening, which therefore leads to growth. Y'all understand growth mm. is not going to be easy. It's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be a yellow brick road. No, it's going to be hard. It's going to be some trials some tribulations. But my thing is that's just building the strength for the next level that God has prepared for you. So, yeah, that's the first one. And my second one is, y'all, my phone just locked on. Okay, there you go. Embrace it all, the uncertainty, the fear of change, the growth, the challenges you may face, the excitement. It all has a reason to lead you to who you're destined to be. Embrace mm. it all, the good, bad, and the ugly, y'all. It all makes you, it all creates you to be this person in which God has designed for you to be. Like I just said, everything is not going to be peaches and cream. Everything is not going to be smooth sailing. You have to go through those rough patches. You have to go through those storms because they build character. They build strength. Everything can't be handed to you because then you'll get cocky, you'll get arrogant. No, you have to go through some shit in order to learn how to appreciate the blessings that you're going to get, you know. Um, just remember that rain does run out soon, you know. Don't don't worry about it. It, it might seem hard, but you got to push through it. It's all building character at the end of the day. Um, those are my A.O. King and Queen quotes. Thank you, Pinterest. Now we're going to jump into the Queen K Slay Tips. Y'all, I don't have none, but I have a small update. Um, a few episodes back, I told y'all about a concoction for a homemade toothpaste, which was clove, baking soda, and coconut oil. 
y'all, I've actually been using it. It, it, it. I'm still trying to get used to the taste. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but it, it does have benefits because um, I have braces. So when I go get my braces done, they like, I, this is how I knew it was working. She was like, you know, you're not supposed to use any whitening toothpaste, right? And I'm like, huh? She was like, because, you know, when we take the brackets off, you'll have two-tone teeth. And I'm like, oh, so you said my shit white? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just made some up, you know, TikTok. Yeah. So, y'all go ahead and try it and be consistent with it. Um, like I said, it, it, you got to be used to the taste. But, you know, overall, hey, it is pretty dope, um, especially um, with all the chemicals and shit that's being put into everything that we ingest in and everything that we use in nowadays. Um, try to make your own shit. So it's just clothes. You can use ground clothes, um, baking soda, and you can also use coconut oil. And it helps to strengthen teeth. It helps to get rid of stains. Um, uh, help with breath. It helps with just overall cleaning. It helps keep them strong. So there's many benefits to it. Y'all can look it up on TikTok because that's where I got it from. But I just want to give y'all a little update. All right. Please send that to me. Whew. I'll just uh, I got I'll know. just use Listerine to you know get the aftertaste out. But yeah, please send that to me. Yeah, because it's, it's gonna be you go. Okay, so when you brushing with the clothes, um, it's just like okay. So I made like a little bowl of it all up, and um, you gonna need mouthwash afterwards because you are gonna have all these little <laughs> black specks in your mouth like you just brushed with coffee ground. But oh, shit. It, you got it. It's okay. All right, y'all. So we're mm-hmm. going to jump on into this show because we do have a guest. So complex. Um, let's jump into the sip and see for the soul topic. All right. I'm about to bring on the guest right now. Peace, Maya. You there? Yep, I'm here. Peace, Queen. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get right into it. I told... I told Maya I'm excited. I'm ready for her to drag us with her gems again. So we had Maya on before for Check Your Emotions. So I know this is going to be an intentional topic. The sipping tea for the soul topic tonight is the old me can't fuck with the new me. So my mm-hmm. aspect is nice to meet you. Uh, Maya, you'll go first answering the question, and me and Queen K will rotate answering after you. So uh, my first question is, what changes with the old version of you be shocked to see in the new version of you. Mm-hmm. And I know I asked for the question beforehand, but for some reason it's still it's still fresh when you ask it. But some some things. Hmm. Wait, can you say that one more time? What changes with the uh, old version of you be shocked to see in the new version of you? I feel like depending on what version of me. I think the like thirteen to fifteen year old version would have been shocked at how like well rounded, um, how soft and polite—not polite because I've always been nice—but like basically sweet that I've that I've become. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, maybe a little a little too sweet even, but then I feel like the the twenty. The 18 through 21, 22-year version would be shocked at how it's all coming back full circle and I'm becoming more assertive how I used to be, standing up for myself and standing my ground how I how I did back in my teenage years. So I mm. love that for myself. 
Oh, what yes, I love it. I too. would definitely be shocked at like um, what, how much I'm accomplishing as far as like being an entrepreneur, being a college teacher, yes. like how real manifestation is. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's one thing to know about it, but then to actually live in manifestations is like ten times crazier. So that might be the top one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, with me, I would say that the old me, one, one major change is that I use my voice. Um, I never had a voice coming up childhood, never had a voice, you know, was shut out by parents and older adult siblings. And then, um, you know, get into my high, uh, my teenage years, friends and still my family. And then, you know, relationship wise, my partner. I never had a voice. I never stood up for myself. But now it's just like, no, I'm going to say how I feel because my thing is my feelings are valid. And then another mm-hmm. thing that um, I would say is me creating space for me to be happy. I've always lived my life based off making others happy, but now I'm taking that energy, that same amount of energy and effort into putting it into myself and seeing what makes me happy and creating my own happiness and not letting someone else create it for me. So, yeah, those, mm. those are. And just following my dreams. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Following the dreams. I'm loving y'all uh, answers, really. The old me, so I'm going to just, I ain't going to go into different versions like you did, Mike, but I like how you did that. But mine is, like, really similar to Queen K. Like, we grew up together, and you could basically say, like, we, we were sisters with our blood because we both went through a lot of the same shit. But for, like, me, um, the old version of me will be shocked that I'm learning what to address and what not to address. I had a little situation Mm -hmm. happen this weekend where um, a poem that I recently posted, they had a lot to say about it, you know, saying, like, oh, I'm opening up old wounds for the part, like, you know, for the family. And the old me would usually feel bad and take it down, but... The new version of me is like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, my art is my art, and it's not going to be accepted by Mm -hmm. everyone. I'm sorry that it offended Mm -hmm. you, but I know the purpose that I put for it. Um, Being able to Mm -hmm. speak up for myself, because just like Queen K, as a people pleaser, I held my tongue a lot. And that shit starts a war inside of you because it's like you want to snap. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you do snap, I know for me, when I used to snap, I would black out. And I wouldn't be able to remember what the fuck I said. You know what I'm saying? So just being Mm -hmm. able to speak up for myself. And just like y'all, manifestation is so real. Like just seeing what I've prayed for and what I wrote down and seeing all that I'm accomplishing, you couldn't have told me that I would have been doing this in my 30s. You couldn't have told me this like at 26, 25. I'd be like, ah, you're funny. I'm not moving out of state. Like you couldn't have told me that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm shocked to see about myself. So that goes into my next question. Do you allow the new version of yourself to pour into the old version of you, or do you ignore the old version of you? Oh, I like this one. Um, well, I like them all, but I definitely pour into the old version of myself. Mm. Um, I'm always, like, I give myself hugs. When I'm, like, feeling super excited and happy, I'll just think it takes me back to my younger self because for a long time, those were my happiest times, like my childhood. 
and now I'm starting to like create new memories where I'm starting to feel um, a sense of happiness that take me back to those times. So I love that for myself. And then yes. what else? Anytime I'm like painting or I work with toddlers, so anytime I'm like having a ball with the kids, I just think back to when life was effortless. And I just, you know, definitely acknowledge her and give her some affirmations mm. and love. Yes. Yeah, that's dope. Um, through therapy, it has taught me to be gentle um, with my, my younger self. Um, I didn't have the best, you know, life growing up. It was it was kind of hard, um, you know, but I had to chalk it up to that's what was provided at that time. Um, I'm learning mm-hmm. to be more gentle and embrace it and heal from it because that's the only way that I can move past as a woman. Um, yes. It has been a journey. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when Complex hit me with the when I was on uh, Facebook and I seen that she was doing a simulate your mind session around childhood, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just going to share this one. I'm not going to be a part of that. Because <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still learning. Um, but my therapy, my therapist has told me to be gentle with myself and be gentle with my younger self and embrace her, you know, because she does mm-hmm. still need to be loved. That's a part of me that still needs healing. Um, so, yeah. I'm I'm learning. I was ignoring at first. I'm not gonna lie. I was ignoring, and that's where a lot of anger and hatred and um, why I didn't love myself. All that played a huge part in me ignoring the little girl in me who was never loved properly, who was never cared for, who was never protected. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I actually ignored the old version of me. I'm not gonna even lie. Um, I pour into myself when I feel myself reverting back to the old version of me, if that makes sense. Um, mm. I don't hate, I don't hate the old version of me. I don't, um, but I, I am, I am ashamed about a lot of stuff that I did and I'm learning to be gentle. Uh, I, it was brought up in a therapy session that I ignore the teenage version of myself because I was ignored growing up. So um, I don't really talk to the 20-year-old version of me um, or the the inner child. I mean, with the inner child, I do watch a lot of old classic shows that I grew up watching, like Girlfriends, Rugrats, Hey Arnold. I haven't even watched cartoons in a minute. But when I watch it, I watch it. <laughs> but um, I don't really talk. I don't really talk and pour into myself. But if I feel myself starting to revert back, like where I feel like, I, I'm, I'm anxious and I can't really express myself. I'll be like, no, we're not going back to that. You know, look at how far you came. You got this. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. Uh, thank you. I just wanted to bring that in here because I wanted to see if I was the only one who ignored myself. But I'm going to work on it. And it's cool. So, <laughs> so uh-uh. hey, let's see. No, I'm being gay. I'm just young. I'm going to work on it. I, I do. I'm, I can hold myself accountable. But, like, my next question is how many times that people try to remind you of the OG. Oh, child. Hmm. How many times <laughs> people try to remind you of the OG? Hmm. I can't really put a number on it, but I know mm-hmm. for sure it's like definitely a close family and close friends thing where they feel you mm-hmm. becoming different and that version yep. of you might not 
like fit into the picture that they had, the little portrait that they painted. So they're like, hold on, wait. Like, mm-hmm. wait, I like the old Maya better. Like, that was more comfortable for me. And that, mm. it could definitely make it a little worse. Being a people pleaser, make it harder to step into yourself because you want to keep those relationships tight and everything. But it's, it's really hard. It can be really hard coming to terms with, like, I have to keep this relationship with myself tight. And if that means losing this relationship with a close friend or family, then that's what it is. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, that's, that's something that I'm aware of now. But practicing it is going to take a little bit of time, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, it makes yeah. perfect sense. <laughs> you are okay. So, um, I, I I like what you said um, about them feeling like you're acting because their favorite line with me is, "Oh, you acting funny. You acting real different." But um, mm. it's not that. It's I've grown. It's okay that I've grown. I'm sorry I don't fit into your perception of me or who you thought I was and you thought I was going to never change. But I'm constantly reminded um, because, like I said, I never had a voice. So when I speak up for something, it's like, oh, where that come from? Why are you acting like that? And it's usually family mm. that make it seem like it's negative that I've changed and I've grown. But, like, when I'm talking to Natasha, it's like, girl, I really admire how you've grown so much. Yes, because so it's different. I get reminded of myself in a different way from different people. Family is always in a negative light. Like, "Mm -mm, you need to stop that. You being funny. But then I get praised from my friend. Like, I'm so happy that you've grown, and I like this version of you. So it's different. But I I am reminded of my old self quite a few, quite, quite often. Mm. Baby, it's like a merry-go-round is how much my family try to remind me of the old me. Um, I feel like, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> it's it's like you and Maya both said, you know, because they're not used to this new version of you. The old version was somebody that they can benefit off of. And you, you never want to think that family members or friends, like, you know, benefit from you being a people pleaser, but sometimes hurt people don't realize that they're hurt and they, it makes them feel good when somebody can cater to their every need and, and just do for them because we're all trying to be seen. We're all trying to be heard. Like we're all trying to repair some part of our inner child healing. So like, I know for me with my family, it's always been that like whenever I, I've always dreaded going back home to visit because it's like, oh, I don't want them to feel some type of way if they see that I'm here and I didn't come and check up on them. And But it's like I had to wake up one day and realize, like, these are the same people that have not come to visit you at all since you moved out of state. And I don't say that to sound like a victim. Like, I've had to really just come to reality about it because as a people pleaser, you overextend and overextend and you get so overwhelmed. So it's like they always try to remind me of myself, but I just continue to show them. Like this past weekend, mm-hmm. one of the family members was my sibling, and we have a very estranged relationship. I'm talking about I can really go there with her and, like, start calling her bitches and stuff. It took everything in me to suppress that side because I have to remind myself she's hurting. 
She's been through stuff. Mm-hmm. Why would I let her take me to that level? So I basically gave her grace and just prayed for her and told her, like, you know what I'm saying, I love you and I have faith that one day our bond is going to be better, but just know it takes two people. And that made me feel yeah. good to stay because in the past it was always tit for tat. Well, you did this. Well, you did that. So all I can do mm-hmm. is just continue to show them that I've changed. And, you know what I'm saying, when they see that you're – this new version, they really fall off because they don't know how to deal with it. And it's like, yeah, you can continue to remind me, but I'm not that person no more. So this relate this this conversation sounds real redundant. So like that's how I've been dealing with mm-hmm. it. But my last question my last question is do we change regardless if we fear change or not? So like what I mean by that is like, you know, like when you're scared to take opportunities, right? and you just choose to stay stagnant, do you feel like the universe is going to make you change anyway? Or, like, do you feel like you'll always be in that same spot? Mm. Well, I like this one. I feel like change, what's that saying? It's like the only thing that's constant is change. So it's like Mm -hmm. you're always changing. It's just about what direction you choose to change in. So when you refuse mm. and reject change, then you are changing in that, like, you become more complacent in where you're at. You stop realizing mm-hmm. that you're uncomfortable and, like, you stop, you know, shit starts to smell like roses type of situation. So yes. it does have an effect on you when you keep on, like, pushing God's hand away. And it's like, you know, it, it does have a negative effect compared to mm, yeah. you decide to, you know, listen. And even though it feels scary, it feels unknown, but still just give in and um, give yourself grace and go with the flow. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah. still change occurring. It's just you have to decide in which direction. Yep, I that part that. right there. Um. I definitely feel like change is going to occur whether you embrace it or not. It's going to happen. It, everything changes. You know, we all grow yeah. and change in a physical aspect and in a mental aspect. Um, at some point, you're going to change whether you refuse to or not. And then my thing is I feel like refusal is a form of change because you understand that, okay, shit is shifting. So, no, I'm not going to, you know, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to stay over here. You are changing in a sense because now you're refusing. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like we just need to embrace it. Like you said, change is constant. That's, it's going to happen. Ain't no way around it. No shape or form. It's, it's going to happen. Whether you want it to, it could be voluntary or involuntary, but it's going to happen. Mm. I needed to hear that from both of y'all because when it comes to this weight loss journey, baby, I'd be refusing. <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right, you're going to be 600 pounds. You're going to change, all right, so I'm going to work on it. Oh. I feel I feel the same. Change change is constant. You know, um, you can just change for the worse, or you can change for the better. Um, I, I I brought this question up because I know one of my biggest fears is to step out on faith and um, leave my job. I've seen so many testimonies of people who have left their job and how like God had their ducks lined up in a row, like you know everything just worked out, and it's like I keep mm-hmm. seeing those signs but I'm so scared to take it. And it's like, it's crazy, right? Because we talked about manifestation earlier. 
My cousin Tiff always says, nobody play in God's face as much as, much as we do. And this is what she meant. Yes. God will show yes. you so much how he blessed you, but you'll still stress about something. He, listen, mm-hmm. every month I'm able to pay my mortgage and pay my bills. I live in a, you know, a three-bedroom townhouse by myself, and I'm able to afford it. I'm able to buy my, you know what I'm saying, pay, like, pay for my groceries and stuff. Like, he just sustains me. But it's like I'm scared. That he won't that he won't have it figured out for me if I leave this job, so it's like, uh, I've been battling with that, and I know that I'm still taking the steps to do what I want to do, like because I really want to become a full time life coach. So I'm going back to school next year, but my thing is, I feel like if I don't make this, I'm going to be a bitch. I'm going to be that social worker that just really becomes burnt out and becomes a bitch because. The other day, TMI, y'all, but it was that time of the month, and I was irritated with my job. Like, I was crying and everything. Period is gone, and I'm still emotional. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is a spiritual connection trying to tell me that I'm just fed the fuck up. Like, you know, me me and you talked, Maya, you know, recently. But it's Mm -hmm. like I'm so fucking scared. I'm so fucking scared. So I'm just going to keep praying to him about that. But that's my last question. Okay, um, my, you just do it, girl. That's that's gonna be my little thing. Just do it. Go ahead, like Nike. You got this. Nike. <laughs> <Nice, nice. laughs> yeah. You got you. Just jump. Just jump. Um, my aspect is self check. Um, my first question is: Have you ever taken a moment and reflected and apologized to your old self? Mm. I have done this in journal prompt form. Mm. So I want to say this was probably a few months ago where I just Mm. felt the need to, like, write out an apology to my old self for silencing myself, not listening to myself just because nobody else was listening to me. Like, basically giving up on a version of myself just because, like, people in the outside world didn't believe in it or didn't see me. I feel like that's not, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of times that's the cause of why we leave our inner child hanging, but I don't think that's okay because it's like, I made a, a post on Instagram a few days ago and it was like, don't be, or do you really want to be that person who only fucks with you because everybody else fucks with you? Mm. So it's like just because everybody else don't see you, everybody else don't believe in you or X, Y, and Z, that don't give you no excuse to leave yourself hanging. Like you have to be there for you. So I definitely had to apologize Mm. to myself for that. Damn, my answer. I told her I was ready to be dragging these gems, but damn, you're dragging me down the steps too. Like that, that's, (laughs) that's so real. That's so real. Oh, I I've, I apologize to myself. I did it in a journal prompt and a recording. The last time I did that was, I want to say right around the time when I bought the house. Like just apologizing and forgiving myself for everything that I ever put myself through. Because like as a child, we really are not in control of the circumstances we're born into. And I feel like it's a lot of stuff that we had to be okay with when it came to our parents making decisions not realizing how it affected us. And that caused a lot of PTSD inside of us. So, you know, we would try to basically distract ourselves. And I did a lot of distracting with with sex, um, with 
unhealthy friendships, um, unhealthy self-sabotaging methods and everything, I had to apologize to myself and really uh, just tell myself, like, you know, what we was in survival mode and we didn't realize how impactful we were. And another thing that, like, really just helps me to just accept all of me is being around people like you, Ned, Maya, Sheen, um, you know, so many other people, and it's like they embrace me and they don't feel like I'm in the way or that I'm irritated. Like, they'd be like, I love your personality. I love the way you think. So I'm like, okay, I was just around other people. My family just doesn't know how to embrace a star like me, a light like me, because they lost theirs. So, yeah, that's my take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's dope. Um, me, I actually did it in a journal prompt, and my therapist made me do this exercise. It was a while ago, but I still remember it because it was very impactful. She made me look in the mirror and just say the words, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then once I did that, like, I, I couldn't even get out the sorry part before the tears started coming because it's just like, why did I hurt me like that? You know, why... Why did I put myself through that on my own? I already get it ten times worse from the next person. Why did I have to be so cruel and so mean to myself? Why couldn't I embrace myself when I was hurting? But you know, you you learn and you grow. So it it was it was really eye opening. That's where that question came from. So I wanted to know, like, am I the only one that has ever been made to or ever been told to apologize to yourself? You know, be gentle with you. And you tell me that all the time, Tasha. Like I'm like, oh, we're not stupid ass. You're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> be gentle with you. You are not stupid. Even though it just be me talking. But those words mm-hmm. really hold weight because I really that that plays in my mind when I'm by myself. Like, Mm-mm, be gentle with you, mate. You okay? Stuff happens. Mm. You know, some stuff is out of your control. So it it yeah. do carry on. But yeah. Um, my next question is: Do you sometimes feel the new you is just a mask to hide your hurt and damage from others? But when you're alone, that mask comes off. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I feel like yes. Um I feel like I'm coming out of this phase in my life. But for sure, like for example, how I was saying like my teenager self was a lot more assertive, some would even say mean, and then my late teens, early twenties self was so like nice and sweet and people pleasy. Now I feel like I'm kind of finding that balance between like standing up for myself, but still not causing unnecessary like um, problems. But I would definitely say like that late teens, early 20 period was me covering up for who I truly am and hiding those what I would perceive as dark sides of myself. And not liking the part of me that was quote unquote mean or um too outspoken. But it's like when I'm maybe like in a private in my room or on the phone with a close friend or something like that, the conversation that I'm having with them would be like completely different than a conversation I'll have at a vending event, for example, or amongst like Sheen and Natasha and, and y'all, that type of group of people. And it's like, mm-hmm. hmm, 
who are you really? Like, do you really need to wear two cases? Mm. So, yeah. Mm. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I don't think the new version of me is a mask. I think my people-pleasing side was a mask because I look back at old statuses I made on Facebook, and they were very profound, but some people felt like, why are you writing these lengthy ass statuses? You like they they didn't get it. So I feel like um, I'm able to this new version of me. I've worked hard to build her up so that she won't revert back, so that she can learn to stand on her boundaries. But I don't think that I show my true authentic self enough. Like yeah, you guys get the goofy side of me. You get the vulnerable side. Like I tell people the storms that I've been through because I'm not afraid to live in my truth because my mission in life is to get other people living their truth. But y'all will never see me dance around y'all, but I'll be dancing at home. You know, like, Ned can tell you, Ned had a party bus one time, Maya, when we was like, ooh, 21, 22, everybody was hype mm-hmm. on there. I was sitting down. I was having a party inside my head, but I wasn't dancing. You know, like, <laughs> that's just me. But when I'm at home, I show that goofy side, but I'm still learning to take up space. So I don't feel like this new version of me is a mask um I feel like mm-hmm. trying to like be where everybody else wanted me to be that was making me uncomfortable because I felt like oh people are going to see that this is really not me and I felt so nervous around them so what about you Nett? Mm-hmm. Mm, I like how both of y'all put that um I'm in I'm in like a little bit of both um mm-hmm. I don't feel like the new me is a mask but I still put a mask on when I'm around people only because mm. I still tap into that people pleasing side and I'm still learning who I am fully. You know, I feel like I still haven't tapped into all of that. Yeah, I'm healing, but I'm still identifying myself. So um, I do, you know, wear a mask from time to time just to, you know, feel the mood. But once that, that real me come out, that new improved me come out, it, it's not taken well. And that people please inside of me kicks in, you know, and jumps in like, oh, no, you know, let me let me make sure that I'm still like this so they'll still mess with me. Mm-hmm. And it's just me still trying to learn and grow. And it do come on. That mask finally come off when I get home and I be so drained. It's just like, mm. oh, because it's hard keeping yeah. up that facade, it, you know, because it's not me. And I have to be conscious of how I act, how I move, how I talk, how I, it's just, it's just too much. And I just want to be me. So when I do get home and I am behind closed doors, that mask come off and I'm just stuck with my naked self. Just It's just me and me. That's it. So, yeah, I mm. feel like I still do wear a mask. Um, and the, the real me does come out. You know, that old me, that mask still come out from time to time only because of certain relationships that I haven't realized that it's okay to change and grow. You If it if that relationship does not respect your growth and your change, then it, it don't serve you no more, and it's okay. But I'm still, you know, processing that and really trying to live that. So that mask come out from time to time pretty much. Um, mm. And my last question. No, that ain't my last question. I'm sorry. Excuse me. School got me all up in the, yeah. But uh, my third question is, in order to become a new version of yourself, have you ever had to burn bridges or remove certain people? Ooh, yes. 
Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yes, and I feel like it has like a direct, very clear and vivid connection. Like as soon as you, well, let me stop being indirect. As soon as I rekindle a certain flame with like people from my past, those same habits, those same ways of life start to come back up for me. As soon as I cut that tie, mm-hmm. it's like a different type of freedom. Of God telling me what I need to do and what I need to not do, and I just need to uh, to listen to it. But yeah, people are probably like one of the biggest like anchors to your past. I feel like yes. Oh, that part. Um, I've definitely had to cut off people in order to. Um, feel like, you know, safe and be myself. And how I did that was I would pay attention to how I felt around them. Because, like, if I felt like I had to put that mask on and do shit that I really didn't want to do, okay. Was it hard? Yes, because as a people, as a recovering people pleaser, when you peel back those layers, uh, you realize, like, you really want to be liked. And it's really just... Mm-hmm. It's really just your inner child just wanting to repair what was, you know, not given in your childhood. Like, you know, you probably were overlooked as a kid. So you want everyone to stay around because when people walk away, it pulls at those abandonment issues, those abandonment wounds. I know for mm-hmm. me, it I have bad abandonment <laughs> abandonment issues, mommy issues, daddy issues, and I used to force people to stay in my life. Like, really, like, telling them, check up on me and everything. Guilt trip them. Hey, haven't heard from you. You know what I'm saying? But I had to learn and ask myself with each person that really wasn't good for me, what does this relationship really benefit from? Like, what am I really benefiting from it? You know what I'm saying? Am I, can I be my authentic self around them or or do I have to lie? If I have to lie and, like, you know, about who I am, then what's the point? Um, do those people still live in my head sometimes? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like certain conversations, uh, regret of feeling like I wasted my time being friends in the get in, in the in the long run anyway. But the gentle side of me and giving grace is just learning that um nothing is a waste of time. Even if that relationship ended, it was still a lesson behind it. So I've been doing shadow work sessions in my prayer room, asking God to give me discernment on uh, the lessons behind the people that I've had to let go of. What about you? Um, Yeah, I really like people are anchored to your past because they definitely are. Um, Mm -hmm. With me, I have realized that it is okay to remove certain people. Um, Is it hard? Yes. But once I cut somebody off, it's pretty much like you non-existent. Like, I've never even met you type situation because it's like my cutoff game is strong. Unlike Mm -hmm. complex who cut ties with a butter knife, but (laughs) no shade, no shade. But um, I I, I will cut somebody off if it's no longer serving me. Sometimes, though, my judgment is off. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes my judgment is off. Um, and, you know, I am woman enough to mend that if, if need be. Um, but I do feel like it is definitely necessary because just like with the next level in your life, when you grow and change who you are, it's, everybody can't go to that next level with you, and you have to embrace mm-hmm. that fact. Some people that you thought was here 
for a lifetime really be here for a season. We just have held on to them for so long that we, you know, we're confused and we think that they're supposed to be there, but they really don't, and it's okay. And like I said, you don't have to be nasty when you burn those bridges. You don't got to, you know, douse the bridge with gasoline. No, you know, just kindly step over and kick it to the side. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's okay. It's okay. But I do think that that, that is a part of growth and change as well. Um, okay. Now, yeah, my question. Uh, correction, Queen K, real quick. It's not a butter knife no more. It's a steak knife. It got a little sharper, just a little okay. bit. Okay. Okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> I got you down, girl. I'm proud of you. You did that. Okay. <laughs> okay, my last question is, do you think your old self would approve of your new self? Yeah, I think my old self would adore my new self. Mm. I'm just so proud of myself right now. Like, oh, girl, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? I'm looking for more words, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think my old self would definitely approve of who I am now, and my old self is rooting for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, the old version of me would definitely be proud. Um, definitely be proud of um, of who I've become. Um. And just, like, really listening to both of y'all and just thinking about what I've been through, um, the old version of me wasn't really bad, you know what I'm saying? The old version of me was resilient as well, like, getting, you know, weathering storms, getting through things and always upgrading, but the old me didn't really know self. So I know that that's something that mm-hmm. it would be proud of with the new version because it's like, yes, she knows who she is. She's not afraid to be herself, you know, she's accepting herself, she's looking in the mirror and saying how beautiful she is, like, you know what I'm saying, like, she's really challenging herself, so I know the old me would definitely be proud, the old me got a red carpet out for the new me. That's what's up, y'all, I, I, y'all are the shit, okay, both of y'all, um, I would say that my new, my old self would definitely approve of my new self, but I feel like my old self would be like, come on now, let that light shine a little more. We worked too hard and went through too much to get to this stage mm-hmm. in our life. You don't have to keep mm-hmm. on hiding behind me. Because um, I do feel like, I, like I said, I still wear that mask from my old self for around, you know, certain people. But I think my new self would definitely approve and want me to embrace it. And like Shane said, take up space. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But yeah, I I cause hell, I approve of it. I I approve. I'm proud of me, and that's big coming from someone who always self doubts themselves. Um, but I am proud as hell of me. I have overcome a lot of stuff, so I know my old self will definitely be like, "Girl, you did that." So yeah, that's all I got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That- Dope segment, ladies. Dope segment. Um, now we're going to hop into that as a woman question. Complex, what you got for us? Wait, no. Yes. Complex, what you got for us tonight? Um, as a woman, what's one part of you that has been desensitized because of your job? 
And if you need me to, like, just answer it first, to give you an example, <laughs> I can, but it's not, yeah. Um, I can go because this is kind of fresh on my mind. Okay. So as a woman, one part of me that's desensitized because of my job is crying. So <laughs> if y'all working with kids, because he's like, so, and Queen K, you, I think you work with kids, right? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, yes. So yeah. it was stressful. Now, when I went into orientation, they told me, don't be in here crying. <laughs> <laughs> if you go be in here crying, this is not the job for you. <laughs> so luckily, I've only had like two terrible days where I couldn't keep it together. But just the fact that it's like so much pressure on a predominantly woman field to not be able to cry is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I was just about to say the same thing. Like, I have no emotions. Like, I, I don't, I just be sitting there some days like, oh, my God. Because between me wanting to be, like, a mother, a doctor, a nurse, you know, doing all the stuff that I do for my own kids, for everybody else, and sometimes it's not reciprocated in the way that I give out, especially by the parents. I know the kids appreciate it. They love when I'm like that mother figure to them, especially since I see them all the time. But sometimes, you know, my emotions will speak a a lot more louder, and I have to calm myself down. I have to remember, okay, at the end of the day, these are not your babies, and everybody does not accept the village. So you're going to have to pull back from those emotions sometimes. You know, you're going to have to know which parents you're working with, you know, maybe you can let your emotions lead you into making these change. You know, making these changes or talking to these kids and helping solve these problems. You know, or just talking to being somebody there for them. But then you got those ones that I don't need you. I got this. My da da da. And then I just be sitting there like, okay, I'm about to blank out. And then if I blank out, I'm gonna lose my job. So mm-hmm. I have learned how to just shut my emotions off, and it sucks because I am an emotional being. Like y'all. Sad movies still make me cry, but when I'm at work, I have to turn those feelings off. I have to be just like, all right, yep, yeah, I know, that's messed up, right? You know, I can't form all my emotions into it because my, my emotions will lead me to do stuff and make decisions and say stuff. But when you work in the mess field, baby, the stuff that you hear and stuff, you have to know how to turn it off. You have to know how to turn, yeah. shut your emotions and your feelings off. Yeah. But, yeah. That part. Ooh. So mine, mine's the same as y'all's, not showing emotion. I don't show emotion, but happiness and anger, really. You never really see me cry in public. And if I do cry, I'm apologizing. But with my job, um, I work with elderly people. Like a lot of my uh, caseload is 50s and 60s and up. And when someone passes, mm-hmm. I don't even allow myself to feel because we was always taught, close the case. And just you know, you know, and, and just pass it on for like them to kick it out the system. So it's like I be so desensitized to them passing, and it's like you build a bond with your participants. You know, going in the home, coming to see them every two months. No, I'm sorry, every six months, uh, checking on them every three months. Like you know, you build a rapport with them, and then when they pass. I don't even allow myself to cry. I, I I can't. You know what I'm saying? Because you're told not to take the job personal. 
And it's just like, well, damn, we're human too. And um, I'm starting to look at every case as the same. Like, you're just only here to finesse the system. And that's fucked up because every case mm-hmm. is not that, is not like that. Because I know I hated when my caseworker back in the day when I had food stamps on the bridge card, how she used to look at me, how she would talk to me disrespectful. That's why I stopped it because I'm like, I don't want her to feel like I'm just trying to finesse the system. But when you come across so many people who abuse the system, you look at everybody like that. So I've been working on it. Like the only only emotion that I feel sometimes, and I feel like it's starting to come out on the phone, is my aggravation. Like somebody called today because they've been trying to look for their trans pass, and I'm just irritated. I'm like, I had to talk to myself like, damn, Tasha, they can't call because they trans pass mixing. Like, <laughs> what? Like, it's, it's crazy. But, yeah. I'm so Working with the oh, general God. public, working with people, you got to shut your feelings off. You can't, You have to. I, I see that. I see that. Mm-hmm. Working with any type of human being, you have to learn how to just keep it going, keep it going. But, okay, y'all, we're going to jump into the next segment. Um, to my kings and queens, you can highlight yourself, Maya. You can highlight someone else. Um, share a little bit about yourself. Let the listeners know what finds you and all that good stuff. Yes, yes. So please follow me on Instagram, Maya.Kiana, M-A-Y-A, period, K-E-E-Y-A-N-A. In my bio, you can find the link to my business, Live in Love Boutique. And that's dedicated to instilling self-love into black women and women empowerment. Um, so, yeah, definitely check me out. Um, what else? What else? She does yeah, anything too. else I got going on? Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 yep. <laughs> Maya.Kiana.Locks. I need to put that in my bio, too. If you're looking for a lock fiction, hit me up. Yeah. All right. Woo woo. Yes, yes. I told Maya that I had to cheat on her and come back home and get my locks done by you, you know, getting me twisted. But I said I'll be back in October. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, 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 <laughs> I just had I'm not lock. taking it personal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm say, please I don't take it personal. Please don't take it personal. I, will, I won't touch your head. You know, I won't touch it. <laughs> No, you're, you're going to do my hair. What you mean? You're not going to touch it. Look, listen now, listen now. <laughs> As a child, Maya said she ex- <laughs> she, she got to give me her dresses. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. no. She oh. accepts. I understand. Maya, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, because I'm going back home to visit. I'm like, I need to. But, yeah, she go, she go, she go make sure it's in good hands, and then Maya's going to continue, yep. She want that old thing right. back. It's okay. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know about that. Okay. But no, Maya, uh, we appreciate you for coming on. Um, I'm going to have the audio. I'm going to try to rotate you back into the next season. Like, you're definitely a gem dropper. Especially, I keep saying, to be as young as you are, like, I really look up to you. Like, seriously. Like, when you get to me and Queen K's age, you know, we in our 30s, 33. Well, 33 is knocking on my door. Next. Ned is a baby. She ain't until the end of this year. But once you get to be 33, mm-hmm. um, I like to say Jesus age. <laughs> You're going to be unstoppable. Right. You're going to be unstoppable. So, yeah. Thank you, all. Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank and you. I'm well. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, 
I will see you sometime this week or next week on the Inner Child Healing group session. It's two slots left, y'all. $3 if you want to join. Just saying, you know, cash at me, Complex Angel 90. Yep. So, yeah. That's all. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm about to, I, oh, about yeah. to mute you now, Maya. Okay. My bad. I forgot. Play your fuck up. Okay, you got the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna highlight Maya for being on, and again, having another amazing episode with her is never a dull moment. She always drops gems. She is so insightful. I I love it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, that goes out to her tonight. That's who I'm highlighting. Um, Compo, do you have anybody additional that you highlighting? I'm gonna highlight you. Uh, listen, I've been listening mm-hmm. back to the episodes. And um, I'm telling y'all, Queen K is a very private person, but the fact that you get on here and just be so truthful, I mean, like, I'm really proud of her. Because, like, honestly, to to show up and talk about things that, you know, you, you sometimes, like, you know, can probably feel ashamed of, that is, that, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. Like, you've really grown as a person and continue, continue to let your light shine because it's going to motivate others to want to shine their light. You know what I'm saying? The ones who can't accept it, give them grace because they just haven't found their mm-hmm. own. But I'm really proud of you, and I see you. Oh, thank you, boo. I see the same for you. <laughs> oh, my God. That made me cry. <laughs> I like you, don't too, because you are definitely strong as shit. I already told you. If God didn't give you a height, baby, he gave you a strength. I meant that shit when I said it. Um, But, yeah, thank you. Thank you for even thinking of this idea and look at where we at, you know, from 2020 mm. to now, 2023, we still here, oh, yeah. still going strong. So, yeah. All right. Man, <clears throat> speaking of the podcast, the podcast is going to square up with us because um, we do not acknowledge the year mark. Like, it'd be like, damn, bitch, I'm your child and y'all only, y'all only acknowledge that one year. So I don't get a birthday every year. Sorry, podcast. Oh, happy damn. three years. We, we did. <laughs> happy, happy three years, podcast. Oh, we got to do so. We got to start getting a cake or a cupcake or something. Yes. Oh, yeah. We passed it, passed it. We start this in March, girl. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. Um. All right, y'all. So, now we're going to jump into that. Uh, K, I got something, or I got something to say. Complex, you got anything to ask me tonight? Oh, damn. It was something going on. Oh, my God. It's some type of celebrity drama that was going on. What the hell? Like, everybody's been talking about it. No, nah, I can't remember. Kiki Palmer. This is why I be. Yes, yes. What, what's your take mm-hmm. on that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, girl, live wrong. your best damn life. You want doing shit wrong. I hate, I hate when they think that we get a little bit of attention and then they want to remind us that we are parents. Nigga, I carried him for nine months, probably longer than that. I pushed him out. I know I'm a damn mom. Not one post yep. said that she wasn't a mom. She she just looked good as fuck. I wish I had that Kiki Palmer snapback, even though I don't have it, baby. I still show my ass. I don't care. That's Usher. You mm-hmm. mad because the other man acknowledged what she looked like. See, my thing is, yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, that was something guilty on your part. You probably haven't been showing that girl attention. You mad because another man did. That girl didn't do nothing mm. wrong. She acted and she was her normal self. 
every time you see Kiki Palmer, that's how she is. She don't change up yep. with no camera. She don't give a damn who around. She don't be her, and that's one thing I respect about her. You mad because another man see your pride. But my thing is, who did she come home to? And now that you can do it all mm-hmm. that on social media, my thing is, if you feel some type of way, handle that shit through her phone. You know, call call your wife like you label her on there, even though y'all not many. But call her. Call mm-hmm. the mother of your child and talk that shit out. Don't put that on social media. What were you doing? At that point, you wanted clout, sir, off the situation. I would have been on there like, damn, babe, you look good. Tell us, you know, right now, I see that look. Don't get close. You know, I would have said some shit like that. You know, come on now. So, yeah. yeah. That, mm, mm, mm. Man. Mm. Sorry, y'all. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 my my take on that situation. Um, yeah. I don't have anything to say. Uh, other than the well, no, I ain't gonna speak on. Well, yeah, I am gonna speak on that. Um, I I was on TikTok, y'all, and I don't know how to feel about this because in a part of Mississippi, and my family is from Mississippi. Um, I have some in Senatobia. I have some in uh, Coldwater and some other parts. I can't think of the parts that they're in, but I do still have family that live in Mississippi. And pretty much, and I think it's called Taylorsville, Mississippi, they are hunting niggas for sports. Like, they're, mm. it's the shit that you would think about in a movie. Like, they're kicking them out of the car. This one guy, uh, he passed away. It was, I think it was a couple years ago. I think I, I, I see, I watched. But pretty much his boss was mm. driving him in the car. He kicked him out of the car, and him and his co, him and his buddies hunted this poor boy down, um, and they killed him in the woods. It was another guy who just mm-hmm. recently got away from the situation, but pretty much the story police station, all the community in this little little part of Mississippi, they all work together and nothing is being done by this. They are hunting our black man down. This man was lucky enough to make it out. He said they kicked mm. him out of the car with, and took his boots and shoes and they made him run as they chased after him laughing, shooting at him, letting the dogs bite him. It was crazy. This is shit that you, you know, that we need to know that's still happening and going on around the world. Like, this is taking place right now. And it's just scary because it's just like, I understand this is in the South, but do they do this still here? You know, it makes you wonder. Like, there's no way that this is just happening down there. It's happening, you know, everywhere. But, yeah, Yeah. it, it messed me up. It definitely messed me up. Yeah, no, um, that's why they're trying to get rid of TikTok because TikTok, <clears throat> TikTok educates on so much. And yeah, man, listen, who mm-hmm. we gotta do better? Yeah, now. but okay, y'all, <laughs> we gotta do better. I'm praying for the world, like I really am. I really, really am praying for peace. Um, okay, so we're gonna let Complex go ahead and. Okay, so I got two no apology thoughts. The first one is, um, I got this off Google Gods. It says, "I'm gonna let you in on a little secret about me." I post motivational shit, yeah, but I don't have it all figured out. I just wake up ready to mm. bury my demons and try hard every single day of my life. Doesn't matter if I fuck up or fail today, I'll be back tomorrow, bet on it. Um, I put that one because, like, we have to, like, really just be gentle with ourselves. If you set a goal to do something but you don't complete it that day, don't feel like, oh, damn, now I got to start all over, like, with the New Year's resolution. Oh, damn, I fucked up. Well, my New Year's going to start February 1st. Mm-hmm. No, keep going. 
We're trying to figure this out. Life is about stepping, taking two steps forward, and sometimes you take two steps back. Just don't stay back there. I said it yesterday on the open mic. Um, You know, we're going to park. We're going to have to take breaks, but just don't be parked too long. Continue on the journey. And um, this one, I'm going to dedicate this to my family. I'm I'm petty today. I don't give a fuck. I can be blessed, but still... I can be blessed but still block anything and anyone that blocks my peace of mind. Like, seriously. Um, mm-hmm. I'm at a stage of just, like, really my, my peace will not be sacrificed for anyone. And I'm going to just keep it at that. I love people. I love my family. But it takes two to make a um, to make a relationship work. And I'm tired of being, I'm tired of, like, turning the other cheek. I'm tired of being a bigger person. I'm tired of just always... Um, just basically holding my fucking tongue. I'm I'm really sick of it. You either jump on and accept sure. this new version of me, or you can get left the fuck behind. And my affirmation, <clears throat> I'm going to be repeating this monthly. I had to make this after Saturday. Um, <clears throat> it says, I choose love over hate. I am growing. I am elevating. Her people's view of me is not my own reality. I love my complex truth. I'm better than who I was yesterday. I embrace my imperfections. My peace will never be sacrificed for anyone. I choose happiness. I'm divinely protected. I'm magnetic to multiple streams of income, and I detach with love from old parts of me. So that's all I got. But this is a dope-ass segment. I needed this. I'm going to listen back to this. With that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm Navad. And I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision. And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love, y'all.